1: Junior. He Hello, everyone. Welcome back to RotoViz Overtime on RotoViz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Joined once again by Sean Siegel, one of the co owners at RotoViz, the co host of the Stealing Bananas podcast, along with Ben Gretch, and of course, the co host here of the RotoViz OT podcast. And if anyone's listening to the draft series uh, that we've done this particular week in the Football Guys Championship over at the FFPC, the co-owner of the winning team in this year's 2021 uh, championship as well, I guess we'll predict the future there, Sean. Uh, but uh, look, looking forward to uh, bringing home that championship.
2: Exactly. And if we can't talk about winning the title you know, at this point where we haven't done anything, yeah. when can we talk about it? I mean, afterwards it's just bragging. So right now uh, it's just having fun. So yes, we we had a great time drafting that team. We'll be discussing it a little bit more and looking at it throughout the season. We're going to look at five running backs who dominated in 2020 and should be on your fantasy radar. They're going much later than people might be selecting them if they knew a few more of the things that they've done.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fun. I know we people probably think we dislike running backs. We do not dislike running backs. We just like to get them at appropriate value. So we're going to have a look through this and, and see where we go. But when we're looking, Sean, at uh, discounts and heavily discounted players, how much are we... Are we talking here? Are we talking a couple of rounds, a couple of picks? Why are we, how, how are we judging that discount?
2: Well, in some of these situations, I think we're looking at five and six round discounts, which that's more the range that you want to get in on, right? You don't want to pick a guy two or three spots lower. You want to pick him five or six rounds lower. That gets you a lot more extra value. Colin, in one of these cases, we're going to be relying very heavily on this back because he's basically the only person who has any standalone value for week one. So we've already put ourselves a little bit under the gun from that perspective, but we finished out the last show by discussing Nick Chubb and how he's one of the best, if not the best pure runner in the NFL last year, he led in evasion percentage. So a will quickly note about evasion percentage. We're talking about the stats from sports info solutions. We're going to be providing their data this season to our subscribers. And the evasion percentage looks at the percentage of plays in which you had, a broken tackle or a tackle evaded. So being able to beat that defender who's in the spot to make the play without them even getting contact on you, no surprise that Chubb leads the way at 25%. He also leads the way with 3.7 yards after contact. Now, we've mentioned on the show from time to time that the yards before contact are also very valuable, also important, and also in many cases, a running back skill right? These guys who run into the line and break a bunch of tackles and then sit down when there is a wide open hole, you're thinking to yourself, you know, Kenyon Drake, (laughs) David Montgomery, it's like run to daylight. And so we're not looking at this and saying, okay, well, these guys had good yards after contact numbers. They must be superstars. You have to draft them, but it is part of the picture. And for some backs, especially it's a part of the picture that may get covered up. If their offensive line was really poor, We know that teams are going to have a little bit of a meeting in the middle. So the best run blocking teams are going to struggle with that because you've got to stay healthy. You've got to have the guys not get older. You have to have a lot of things happen on the worst run blocking teams. You know, you think about what the chiefs did after last year's Super Bowl debacle, they're going to get a little better. If these teams meet in the middle a little bit, then maybe some of these guys who had poor run blocking last year are going to have some better opportunities. But the first guy that we start with is one of our favorites. And we were trying to get him in our most recent draft. He went a little bit earlier than we were expecting. But, column, that is Devin Singletary. And Singletary is an interesting guy because through week 13 of his rookie season, he was looking phenomenal. He was putting up these big numbers in terms of fantasy points over expectation. And then the, the chart is in the article. It gets very, very ugly as the fantasy points over expectations start to really – drag Uh, he looks like he's digging his own grave week after week the thing about Singletary though is that that juke ability that sort of Barry Sanders light ability that we saw from him as a rookie was still there in 2020 right he had the number two evasion percentage in football he generated 2.8 yards after contact per attempt the big difference for him here is that as a rookie he averaged 2.7 yards before contact last year that dropped by almost a full yard which impacts your yards per carry significantly a number that people may know is going to jump around but you still look at now the 4.4 is actually not that bad especially not bad in an offense where these guys were getting stuffed a lot so knowing that Singletary was still making guys miss last season knowing that Kind of Every week we seem to get new reports on who's going to be the starter, who's going to be the backup, how much of a committee is it, is it a pure committee between Singletary and Zach Moss. Singletary has had some chances to pull a little bit back as Moss has dealt with some injuries in training camp. Both guys appear to be healthy now, and Singletary may have had a little bit of an advantage in the preseason games to close that gap again. Do you like Singletary? Where should we be drafting him?
1: i think in the in the draft we had he went a little bit earlier than i would like but we were talking a lot earlier in the offseason about zach moss and then obviously adps have kind of changed a little bit moss is still somebody i'm targeting but i think it like there's a, an opportunity here for singletary as well i was really positive about him after his first season last season really did not start off well for him but he did finish the season a little bit better than well compared to the start. <laughs> started last season a lot better um but in terms of how i'm playing it this year he is somebody if he fits into that range if he's there in the kind of 11th 12th round usually is kind of where i'd be looking to get him uh, but he is starting to creep up a lot closer to zach moss than he had been a couple of weeks ago so i i do think he is still somebody to be targeting in that range and there's quite a few guys in this area that we will be looking to target in upcoming drafts but um i i do think that the the way you have the the evasion percentage leaderboard set up and i do think as well the advanced stat explorer is something that um i think is gonna be a phenomenal attribute to any road of subscriber this year if you haven't checked it out already i would highly recommend you do so we will be talking a little bit more about it on saturday's show as well but sean the next running back up uh, well i'm going to give you an option we have five running backs here we won't hit them all uh you did touch on one of them that i think we probably should definitely touch on that's james connor because he is the i guess he is the uh superhero running back that's going to take us to that top prize in the in the ff or the, the fbg championship but James Conner, um, what are some of the, the positives that maybe we should be seeing from what he did outside of him, him not being that efficient?
2: Yeah, so Conner, another one of these backs, just like with the Buffalo Bills, where the run blocking was horrid last season. And as a result, you get this sense of, okay, well, you know, he's no longer the same guy. But Conner's a little bit weird because he actually did still fine in terms of yards before contact, but his evasion percentage was sixth in the entire NFL, and yet his yards after contact were only 2.3. So I think one of the things that we're looking at a little bit here is, you know, how much juice does James Conner have? Is he a little bit more like your David Montgomery, where you're going to break tackles and then not actually run forward? But we know that you've got this mix of a decent pass catcher someone who has the size to be a three down back and the numbers support him as still being a potential, the guy. And so when you look at what the Cardinals did last year with Kenyon Drake, it, I mean, it's almost impossible not to take James Conner there. If you're wrong, it's not going to kill you. If you're right, it's a league winning type of move. One of the things that I point out in the article is they look at expected points per game and you compare Conner to Nick Chubb and Chris Carson had the same numbers as Chubb had more expected points than Carson. Now, both of those guys were extremely efficient, so they outscored him by a a big gap, right? The problem there is that now we know Connor's going into a situation where he's not going to have those same expected points, and so even if he bounces back from an efficiency perspective, he's not going to score at that level. But I think it's interesting to note that he played more last year than people realize. He scored better or had a better workload than people realize. His peripherals were still good, And Chase Edmonds still has some mild red flags in terms of how the Cardinals used him last year when Kenyon Drake was struggling. And so I think that we have an interesting play there. We took him in our last draft. Colin, who's your pick of these last guys? We have Melvin Gordon, who was kind of interesting last season because he was signed coming off this relatively poor season with the Chargers to be an impact player with the Broncos. They weren't happy with Philip Lindsay, they weren't happy with Royce Freeman. He actually bounces back. His evasion percentage jumps from 13% to 21%. His fantasy points over expectation jump from negative 2.6 to 14.9. He has almost a full yard per carry to his (laughs) carry numbers there. And yet the Broncos got a chance to look at him and they're like, nope, we still haven't figured it out. Let's spend an important pick on Javante Williams, possibly the most talented running back in this year's draft. I don't have any Melvin Gordon. I was a little bit surprised looking at some of these numbers, but it's a reminder that Melvin Gordon is not that far away from having been, you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL. You know, we look at Ezekiel Elliott where he's being drafted. I mean, he's really in the same basic range of his career as Melvin Gordon. And yet the prices are very different. Now the prices are very different in part because we don't even think Melvin Gordon's going to be the starter, you know, for much more than maybe the first month. Uh, But Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Javante Williams, Tony Pollard—is there much as much of a gap here as ADP suggests?
1: I think that uh, the thing with Gordon is he was in the offense. Obviously, with Eckler, we wanted Eckler to succeed in that offense, so he was the guy we were targeting. We obviously Melvin Gordon was a big part of your zero RB uh, teams, you know, back when he had the big breakout second season. So we've kind of been in this run with Gordon where we wanted him to do well then we wanted Eckler to do well so we wanted him to move out of town now he's there and we kind of have the situation with Javante Williams where you know there's a a preference there as well I think that Gordon was much better last year than than people probably are giving him credit for in terms of the season um he did finish the year with almost a thousand yards 14 yards shy of it with nine rushing touchdowns and, and one receiving touchdown so I think based on how he finished last year and It definitely is pretty much a a one-two backfield here between him and williams so i I do think there's you know when we're looking around the committees around the nfl i do think there's still value there he is in his age 28 season um but he he's kind of he is kind of a little bit intriguing but like you said i've been kind of going the williams right have not drafted Melbourne garden that much at all this year but i do think he's interesting and you said as well he isn't that far away from the big seasons that he did have but I think part of it is that the seasons then in between he did really let people down. I'm just looking here through his career numbers. Um, His 2019 season is his lowest career rushing yardage total and that was 612 rushing yards through 12 games Um, and his lowest outside of his first season his lowest uh, touchdown through on the ground is eight touchdowns in a season so he has consistently produced and I think if we're in teams where we're going zero RV and we're looking for somebody to, to fill that spot when we get to the you know 10th round, I think he's somebody who, who, is, who is interesting. Allow me a moment to tell you about North One. North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go. Everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to features you'd expect like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money north one integrates with the accounting software you already use saving you hours of manual bookkeeping and with north one's envelope feature you can automatically budget and save for things like rent payroll taxes and more with north one you'll never pay overdraft or nsf fees again saving you hundreds of dollars per month to get started visit ply.northone.com forward slash rotoviz that is A-P-P-L-Y dot N O R T H O N E dot C O M forward slash R O T O V I Z. Ply dot North One.com forward slash Rotoviz. North One, Business Banking Mid for America.
0: Hey everybody, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast, just stopping by to say thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2021. Thanks for listening and keep on tuning in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
2: And Colin, we have two more picks in this article, a handcuff and a late round stash. Some guys you might not be thinking about and yet have better seasons than... I think anybody really realizes last year. You know, we want to take some of these numbers with a grain of salt, but when you see the people put up the elite evasion percentages, we know that they are doing something on the NFL field that not everybody can do. When those guys are heavily discounted, we want to make sure we get them on our teams. You can check them out in the article. Colin, before we wrap up today, we're going to look at a listener question on a format that has been uh, modeled after some things we did in the early days of RotoViz with the RotoViz. Dynasty League, and some cool rules put together by Matthew Friedman. So we have a cool format here from Mark where it's head-to-head best ball with playoffs. And so it's a kind of a a half-managed team, right? You have waivers, but you don't have to set lineups. One QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, a flex with a tight end, a flex without a tight end defense here. And he starts with the 12th pick. And I I don't see how... Your league mates let you get a start like this in a tight end premium. Stephon Diggs and Darren Waller at the one-two turn comes back with DJ Moore and Chris Godwin. The Moore Godwin turn there has been one that we've been playing a lot. T Higgins at the end of round five. That's far too late to be able to get him. TJ Hawkinson coming back. Lavisca Chenault. And then at the running back position, some fun guys like Trey Sermon, AJ Dillon, Devin Singletary, whom we were just talking in the earlier segment about. Gio Bernard someone we had wanted to get in our last draft, Darrington Evans, and then even Rondell Moore and KJ Hamler sliding very late at the wide receiver position. Colin, this team is obviously going to hammer at the receiver. The interesting picks might actually be the quarterbacks. You have Trey Lance and Kirk Cousins. I'm not a Cousins believer, although I don't know how I can get away with that when he did such magical work with Justin Jefferson last year, Trey Lance. My concern is that you know in 2022 he may be the first quarterback off the board. I mean, you're going to be challenged to beat out Mahomes and Allen and Jackson there. But he's going to be in the mix. How many games does he play this season and in a best ball? Are you comfortable with Lance and Cousins? The rest of this team seems like a team not only could you win your league with, but you could win you know a million dollars if you were in that kind of competition.
1: Yeah, I think the tricky part is just, you know, Cousins is going to give you that floor. The upside is not really going to be there from him. Lance gives you a huge upside when he's playing. I think that the 49ers should get him in there sooner rather than later based on how uh, train camp reports and that have been going around Garoppolo, I think we have seen at this point, you know, Garoppolo is a little bit, I would even say probably a lesser version of Alex Smith. You know, he's going to manage the game, but the real upside to just destroy opponents probably isn't there and you're going to kind of rely more on the run game and you know getting things set up perfectly for it to work for him whereas I think with Lance just there's there's so much upside Um, I think the rest of the team here is absolutely phenomenal I think Sean gives it a, a 10 out of 10 just for the KJ Hamler pick Um, that puts it in a, a great spot there but Rondell Moore in there too Chenault, Higgins, Godwin, Moore, Diggs, Waller, Hawkinson I think your league mates have have given you uh, a real edge here and the draft itself but yeah I think uh, you mentioned how much does he play I would like to see him play the whole season my guess is that he probably comes in you know week four week five maybe and um, we'll see how it goes but that's a offense that is expecting to head towards the playoffs heading towards the Super Bowl hopefully you know from from that side of things and you know we have seen what Shanahan's been able to do with quarterbacks. So one concern I would have with that is it's usually been year two when the quarterback has really stepped into f- figuring out that offense fully. But if, if Lance is playing all season long, this this offense is or this this roster is going to, to absolutely crush it. He does mention as well that the uh, the league was set up originally based on a piece on on Road by Matthew Freeman. So Matthew, uh, a big part of of his radio uh, in the early days and uh cool to see this league is uh still rolling through from uh, a piece that set that up so sean i think mark is in a really good spot there thanks again for sitting in uh the my roster it has been something that has, has been a, hu- a lot more popular than than i was expecting when we originally mentioned it so if you do have any rosters coming up over the next couple of weeks don't be afraid to send them in whether it's dynasty or different formats we'll try and fit them in where we can that's going to take us to the end of today's show as always you can get yourself a listeners only discount to a Roto-Viz nfl pass by adding the code rvradio radio 2021 at checkout or going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information that is going to bring us to the end of this one please do drop us that written review on your favorite podcast app we do appreciate that greatly my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at Overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel check out sean up on rotavis.com and of course if you haven't checked it out yet i don't know what you're waiting for check out the stadium bananas podcast phenomenal stuff with him and ben until we're back with another edition of the show have a good one